0: Blog Talk Radio yeah, okay,
1: big, the back. Back. Now. Black Free thinkers ready to
0: kick
1: the truth. Black thinkers, will we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night? Free thought, we don't walk by space in the lost mind state cause it's not quite safe We don't recruit, we're not peers from a church So don't be spooked, we're not here to convert The only truth that's not pulled from a text Show me proof that's not good after death This is the challenge to think for yourself Break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt 310-982-4273 to get through A venue for community and this is the zone If you'd like to speak with Kim, then pick up the phone 310-982-4273 310-982-4273 to get through. The next tree branches is rainer, and it's best you listen to reason, science, and science. Skepticism. It's loaded with straight facts, inspiring and dope. She can make Bill Nye retire with slam coat. You are hilarious, and every other Friday, I'd like to hear commentary on culture people. So I hit up Super Mario and bring in Emmeline to discuss why we're capable of ultra evil. It's normal for my brain to have a two-way street, but if there's collision, well then you got to just mention it. And don't be afraid of where the truth may lead. Ignoring your position, impactment and dissonance. When Father Teresa preaches, it's hard to stop, so Kim paired me up without in the barbershop. I have a family in all these places now. As the thought tree pollinates around here. Yeah. This is the challenge to think for yourself. Break it out of the bottle and speak what you felt. 310-982-4273 to get through. A venue for community and this is the zone. If you'd like to speak with Kim, then pick up the phone. 310-982-4273 to get through. Well, we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night. We don't walk by faith in a lost my state. Cause it's not quite safe.
2: Hey, how's it doing everybody? Happy Friday. I hope everybody had a great week. Um, welcome to Black Free Thinkers Radio if you're out there. This is Carl. We expect Alfred to join us a little shortly. And right on the phone with us right now we have Kim. Uh, she's here with us to do the show tonight. How are you doing out there, Kim?
3: Hey, all is well. All is well. How are you tonight?
2: You know me, same old jazz, different band. Uh, We are about to jump in it. Um, I don't know if you've been out there following current events. It's been a very busy and interesting week in so many different uh, uh, fields and in so many different uh, things. So we're going to hop right in it. Um, as I said before, Alfred's going to join us soon. If you're out there and you're listening you want to join in, we will certainly love to hear from you. The number is 310-982-4273. Again, that's 310-912-4273. Give us a call. We want to hear from you as well. And let's get it. Let's get it on. Um, We're going to start off, of course, this is a big story. Um, It's been the big story now for about a week and a half. Uh, The L.A. Clippers uh, uh, general manager, owner, whatever you want to call him, uh, Donald Sterling, you know, he's been in hot water for some decidedly racist things, he said to a mistress, uh, his mistress, uh, V. Stiviano, um, and uh, it's gotten him in some hot water uh it, it's pretty much ignited a fuse around the country um and you know uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit but because there have already been some kind of some kind of retribution taking place in the NBA um for his actions you know we want to we uh, i don't want to dwell on the things too much that he said um it goes without saying that they were virulent racist it goes without saying that they were um it, the mindset of you know not just bigotry and institutional racism in this country, but the mindset of power where somebody could get think he could get away with saying things like this and not experience any repercussions for his words um we're not going to dwell too much on that because he's already being punished of course by the nBA you know they handed down one of the one of the Biggest sanctions we've ever seen, $2.5 million, and a lifetime ban for Donald Sterling. But I wanted to talk about it in a different way because there, of course, was a backlash uh, uh, for his, you know, conversations. But then there seems to be a backlash to the backlash. Um, Tim, if I, you, you might agree, for the for the okay. young woman, V. Stiviano, who recorded him, there seems to be a backlash to that, um, I don't
3: know, shaming her for being his mistress? Oh, well, see, the thing is, yeah, there's definitely been some backlash. And what I don't understand is more people, well, there are some people out there that are paying more attention to her than him. And the Mm -hmm. fact that she reported this seems to be more egregious in their eyes than him actually being a racist so you know, it's just been really yeah. interesting that the derogatory names that she's been called and again we don't know fully what happened but at the end of the day you know he was saying how you know he really felt about you know particular people particular cultures exactly. and exactly. How Like dogs in Israel And that is true Look at what's happening over in Israel now With the apartheid And I'm not even talking about with the Palestinians Because that's apartheid in its own right But also with the Africans You know that are are part of That have gone over to Israel So he's not saying anything That we haven't already stated It's just that no one has been that forthcoming That's where he messed up
2: Exactly no, no, absolutely right, absolutely right. But then there's also this too, and there's a. When I'm saying that there's a black backlash to the backlash, that's one of them. It's just just weird, misogynistic shaming that's going on uh, towards the lady that um, um, that recorded Mr. Sterling and his racist um, words. But then there's also a backlash to the people who have taken offense and think that some kind of punitive action should be taken. We're going to try and touch on all of that. And well, what I'm talking about is the folks that heard what Mr. Sterling said and were offended and said, hey, some kind of action needs to be taken. Um, there seems to be a backlash to them. Like, exactly. you know, yeah, you're, you're sweating this story, but there are children starving in Africa or don't you care about the right. violence in <laughs> Chicago? And, exactly.
0: Which is kind of like...
2: It's a strange apples and
3: oranges. Yeah, it's a strange collection. But see, check it out. This is the newest one that I heard this week, Um, Rich on Rich Cry. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: My eyes almost popped up
2: my head. Yeah, to me it's kind of like, you know, uh, uh, first of all, How do you know that somebody who thinks Donald Sterling should have been punished um, or there should be some form of action taken against him, how do you know that they aren't concerned about the violence on the streets in Chicago or they're not doing something about that or, you you know, income inequality or any other myriad issues that are afflicting or present themselves to black Americans? How do you know that they're not a part of that? So we want to talk about that, too. Um you know to to get into that some more, and then finally, on this issue, we want to talk also about this um when do you take a stand? One of the other backlashes, like I said, a backlash to the backlash was um, the issue of taking a stand and for me i'm going to be honest and i 'm going to just say my honest opinion here um i you can take you can take what you will, from the players, the Clippers players, you know, taking off their jerseys and throwing them in the middle of the uh, floor. To me, it was a somewhat empty gesture in light of right. previous history. I don't accept the idea that, you know, they shouldn't have done anything because, you know, if let's just say for the sake of argument that they shouldn't have done anything. Let the reason not be because they may violate or uh, breach a contract or they may threaten their jobs. It, it it comes off as a very flimsy excuse given the history of protest in America. Not just black protest, not just you know African American protest, but the history of protest in in, in in general. You know, in, in this country, people who have you know, you know the story of Silkwood and Norma Ray where they tried to get unions going or, or, or the women's suffrage movement or the, the you know, the, the Mexican uh, farmer's strikes with Cesar Chavez. Exactly. These people, or the, or the civil rights movement, any of these movements, um, people knew the stakes, and there was a lot more at risk than just a breach of contract, which any one of those players have million-dollar lawyers that would happily go to court to bat for them. And, you know, when you compare that to a generation of people who have literally put their lives on the line, you know, uh, are you really saying that activism and taking a stand should only come in times of comfort and convenience? And once right. the clear, then you can make – to me, it was just an empty gesture. I have nothing against them. If that's your statement, okay, but at the same time, you don't have to if – if dignity – is the discussion here, if dignity, I mean, Bill Russell walked off the court and refused to play games. Muhammad Ali took on the entire United States government.
0: That's right. And
2: gave up his boxing license as uh, as a means of saying, here and no further. This is where I draw the line. This is the line I won't cross. You don't get to disrespect exactly. me. You don't get to call me out of my name. You know, and even beyond the context of racial um even beyond the context of racial inequality or racial discrimination or, you know, just derogatory things. There are people walking off jobs right now. You know, there's a person that's working at McDonald's and a person working at Walmart that's just a check away from being on the street, and they have taken a stand against being mistreated, you know. So it, it kind of rings false to me when a couple of millionaires say, well, I can't do it because I've got to think about my job. I mean, just somebody that's making exactly. nine fifty an hour, you know, that that's has said, true. "I'm, I'm was, not going to take it anymore."
3: Exactly. And what's interesting in that particular situation with you know the the team members of, on the Clippers is, okay, they turned their little jerseys inside out and dropped it. The thing is that collectively, they could have just refused to mm-hmm. pay because, see. If they don't play and make money, he doesn't make money. And trust me, he's only paying exactly. them a pit of what he's, you know, making himself. And this ban that they put on him, banning him – you know, he still owns the team. He's still going to make a profit. That's not going to change until they force him, his hand, and force him to sell, you know, the team. Because he's already declined yeah. to sell it or sell portions of it throughout the years. And this is not the first time that, you know, he's made, you know, um, we'll just say inflammatory statements. He's known, kind of like Marge right. Schatz. Remember when she was, you know, a few years ago when she went through the same yep. issues? And the thing is is that there are many other teams. Owners that may feel the same way he feels, and even worse, it's just that he got caught.
2: Yeah, exactly, and it brings it back to the discussion that we're having. Um, it's funny because there, there's this weird racial misogyny going on, where you know, okay, I if it weren't for the fact that he's a dirty racist or he's a filthy racist, I would totally agree with him because he set up his girl. You know, the girl set him up. And that's so dumb, I can't figure how that person, Mm -hmm. the people who would stay back and walk and breathe at the same time. Listen, it doesn't matter. She could have had a boom mic in front of him. If you're not racist, if you're angry at someone, the words that are going to come out of your mouth aren't going to have anything to do about race. If it was just he thinks she's sleeping with Magic Johnson, and that's a whole other something in and of itself. (laughs) I'm just being real. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. If you really need to look at your relationship, if your girlfriend would rather have sex with Magic Johnson, you might exactly. want to go ahead and question where this re, where, where this relationship is going. But if it was just that, he would have never uttered those words about black people coming to his games or about people what? you can have sex with. Which, which is the weirdest allowance I've ever heard? Like, yeah, you can sleep with them. Exactly. Just don't put them anywhere where I can. That's the weirdest girlfriend allowance or weirdest relationship thing I've ever heard. Sleep with them if you want. Just don't do it anywhere I can see you two, and, which is weird. So I exactly. don't know. But if you weren't and I was late, just
3: going to add on to it. Yeah. I was just going to add on to that. The smear campaign has started against her. So now they're trotting out the fact that she was friends with um, Don Juan Magic, Don Magic Juan, you know, the pimp that's a pastor here in Chicago now. Yeah, so, I mean, the smear campaigns are coming out against her because what they're going to do is, like they did with, you know, a number of other cases in which, um, you know, black people were involved in what they do is they smear the victim in this case you know she right. is the, because the thing is is that you know let's take it a step further by him telling her not to bring black people to the game well she's biracial she's mexican and she's black you know to me he's telling her to deny her heritage if she wants to bring her little yeah. brother who makes full black to the, to the game. Why is that such a problem? If she wants to bring her, whichever parent that is that's black, to the game, or uncle or aunt on that particular side of the family, why is it such an issue?
2: Yeah, and here's the thing. Why is it an issue with anybody other than Donald Sterling? If you're looking, if you listen and if you follow Facebook or any other social media, you've seen a ton of... Of things just that people, uh, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the show, but like celebrity, male celebrities are saying stupid things like Laz Alonzo and his remarks about her setting him up. The question here is, so what? Does right. that negate anything that, does it negate anything whatsoever that came out of Donald Sterling's mouth, given his history? Does that negate anything that that that, that he said? Okay, so what? The lady is, she's whatever she is. We don't have any evidence that she's a prostitute because there are situations that they never actually had intercourse. Who cares? Does it matter? Would it make it any less important with the information? I mean, her sex life is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It has nothing to do with anything. She's the person that got the information out there. It has nothing to do with, how it was obtained, it has nothing to do with her lifestyle. It could be, yeah, she could be everything that you say and more. Yeah, she hangs around with Superhead. Hey, that's her business. It has nothing to do with what we now know because now we know something. Now we know, and now we can take action. Does it matter the the character of the individual that got us the information? At the end of the day, us knowing this is a good thing. Us being able exactly. to take a person to task and forcing the NBA's hand to do the right thing is a good thing. It doesn't matter how what she has done. It doesn't matter what she does. Okay, fine. That's what she does for a living. Hey, okay, fine. Some people don't do the same thing to, to put food, in, um, food on the table and clothes on their back. We have to live and understand that. We agree with it or we disagree with it. But as long as it, you know, what, you, what she eats don't make you shit, basically. So why is, what does is her sexuality have to do with that? And there's this weird undercurrent of misogyny. Like, we would be down with however Donald Sterling is feeling if it wasn't for the fact that he's just a flat-out racist. If he wasn't, just a, if he wasn't a racist, then, yeah, we'd all be in the streets calling her a whore. And that, that, that doesn't make sense. If that's the exactly. case, then we shouldn't even be upset. Yeah. If that's the case, we shouldn't be upset with this guy. Just let him have his team and do whatever. And no, it's not a private thing, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I'm saying? It's not private. It's not one of those things where you can say that's that's the other defense. Well, it was a private conversation? No, it's not. They, no, it isn't. It's a recorded conversation. It's now part of the public. And here's the thing: he's a part of a company. It's a business. If any of the NBA players, if this was Blake Griffin and he was saying racist things or he's doing racist things or he was doing any other kind of moral thing wrong, there's a moral clause in his contract. You can be arrested. Exactly. Snorting coke is a private thing. If he, if he got caught snorting coke, you could get kicked out the NBA. It's just the way it is. So, yeah, people get fired all the time for crazy things they do in social media or they get recorded doing because it casts a bad light on their job. That's the world as we know it now. So it's on him to know. Even if you get into an argument, get into the argument with the knowledge that someone might be recording you.
3: Exactly. Oh, so.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I'm, I, I'm at a loss. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, and, I mean, it depends on where you live because there are some places that you can record other people without their knowledge. Let's say it's two or three people. If one person in that entire conversation besides yourself is aware, then it's there. And it's just interesting how all of this is coming about. But, again, they're trying to deflect. And, you know, what I find interesting is you have people, you know, pointing the finger at her and saying that she set him up And, you know, I've read a couple of different stories, and from my understanding of the way another story is being put out there, is that he wanted her to record him because he forgot. He forgot these things. And Mm -hmm. and also from my his wife was suing her for $1.8 million that he had spent on her. So, I mean, it could be any number of different things happening out there, but why is, you know, the finger being pointed at her? So I guess her recording him, let's say hypothetically it was with his permission, Um, then why are you all pointing at her? He knew he was being recorded. He just forgot about it.
2: Yeah, but you know what? Here's the important thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's exposing the rest of us because this is mainly a West Coast thing. If you're not on the West Coast, if you're not from L.A., this is kind of, I mean, I knew of the guy, but I don't know everything. And you got to keep in mind the reason we know it, and social media and the Internet have a lot to do with why people are taking action against Mr. Sterling because we just saw, a lot of us just didn't know I mean, yeah. I would have loved to have known more about this situation, but, hell, i got my own thing here in Florida. We just finished dealing with Richie Incognito and Jonathan Martin and a dolphin staff that is notoriously discriminatory. So it's not even – so, okay. yeah, sure, I would have paid more attention, but we got our own thing over here, you know. <laughs> do and, and, I mean, because cause people are getting – and this is the thing, too. Whatever this girl is, She's a lot braver than, I would say, the Miami Dolphins players because while Richie Incognito was constantly calling Jonathan Martin nigger and belittling him and the coaches were co-signing on it, the Miami Dolphins players accepted it without question. None of exactly. them had even the, the bravery. None of them had the bravery or the, 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 the the sense that the gods gave us common house lies, just pull out a tape recorder and record the clown saying something or record the coaches giving him permission to harass Jonathan Martin. At least he had the presence of mind to press record on a listening device, if indeed it was her, because there is the speculation that there was a third-party presence. But at least they said something. Here in South Florida, they just sat there, a whole bunch of big, muscular black men. They just sat there and took it. <laughs>
3: Exactly. And then he made exactly. excuses for it. Oh, yeah. So, but but in, addition you know, to that, in addition to that, if he was making those types of comments, you know, just about blacks in general in this country as well as over in Israel, that was his mistress. You know, he was comfortable with her. Can you imagine what he was saying to her, what he was calling her and her parents and all of that? I mean, exactly. can you imagine? Yeah. And, and here's the thing.
2: This is it, it, this is the door that opened for us. The, the the comment I was making in regards to us having the opportunity now, people that are not part on the West Coast, people who aren't in the L.A. you know in L.A. to always know about it, it opened up something to us. So now we can understand what kind of dude we're dealing with. Granted, to some folks this might be trivial or frivolous, and it's not a big deal. It's just an argument one guy had with his angry guy had with his sexy, biracial girlfriend, but it gave us the opportunity to look further into this guy's history. And then we find out that even the... So so this little thing that people think are frivolous by this woman who people are referring to as a whore or a gold digger, it blew the lid off of, of a lot of his discriminatory housing practices, his wife harassing people in their homes in Los Angeles. So this is, to me, it's a good thing. So it started, you might, some people might just write it off as just that, but now people who may not have known, you know, before the Facebook, before Twitter, before TMZ, before information gets around the world in seconds, now we know exactly the type of person that we're dealing with and can take necessary action against them. And if it means the whole house of cards to crumble, the then that's okay. But at least now if we know. So it so, yeah, I mean, take away from her what you will, but when people – but there's things that we know now that we didn't know before, like the NAACP giving him two Lifetime Achievement Awards, and that's a big piece of egg on their face. I, We already were upset that they over here giving, handing out awards to people like uh, uh, Robin Thicke and, and Justin Timberlake. That already got them the side eye, but now it's got people looking at them like, well – not just the NBA, but maybe our civil and our community organizations might need an overhaul as well if we're going to be dealing with guys like Sterling, you know what I'm saying? So,
3: um that's a big deal. And he resigned today. Um, he resigned and because of this scandal. So um, and that was the Los Angeles chapter. And he resigned today, yeah. and that was a good thing. And as a matter of fact, the – president of the entire NAACP organization sent out an email because I received one of the emails because I'm a member. And, you know, they apologize. And and they advocate and they support the ban of Don Sterling. But, yeah, Leon Jenkins, that's his name. You know, he resigned yesterday after the group came under fire. So, yeah, you know, at first he was um, defending this man, talking about we didn't know – um, what was in his heart, you know, and, nah, and you that, know, talk about Don Sterling, right, and and then also Don well, Sterling said he wished that he had paid the young lady off, but well, go ahead.
2: No, but you know what, if you don't know what, it, if they didn't know what was in his heart, they certainly knew what was in his wallet, because they took his right. money more than once, and they, they did enough business with him to award him things twice, even though, and this is just me finding out in the last couple of years about Donald Sterling. There's a little bit that I knew, but I, I didn't know it nearly as much as what I found out in recent years. As to, like I said, he's behind serious discriminatory housing practices, his wife intimidating residents of their of, of their properties, and his inflammatory racist remarks about members of the LA Clippers team for going back years. This is like I said. It's cool that that guy resigned, but for the sake of preserving an organization like the NAACP, anybody that was in that under that man's tenure needs to be out of office. Like you need to go too, because those things don't happen in a vacuum. I'm sorry. Exactly. It doesn't happen in a vacuum. So it, that, that that might everything might be tainted because of those two gentlemen. So I would say everybody needs to take a walk in regards to that. Because anyone that's, that's
3: right. in the no, A- no, no, I'm just going to say the first time that the NAACP gave Sterling um, the Lifetime Achievement Award, he was in the middle of that lawsuit for housing discrimination, and he settled that for exactly. multi millions of dollars.
2: Exactly. So that means he's guilty of it, but he was able to pay his way out of it. So that I mean, whenever you settle something like that, that means that you can't fight it, which means. He's probably guilty of those things. There's, there's allegations against Rachel Sterling for intimidating uh, residents and going there disguised as somebody that she was not, which is a crime, you know, saying she was from the city or the government or something like that, inspecting people's homes. That's criminal. So there's more than there's more than that, and it's yes, of course it's anger in the face of the NAACP, and like I said, it, that that across the board, anybody that was there for that tenure and sat there and said, "Oh yeah, he's on trial for discrimination." Let's give him a lifetime achievement award. That person needs to be seeking employment elsewhere. You know, Walmart exactly. is always hiring. So you, you exactly. Let me re- but you don't. Oh,
3: need- oh yeah, but now let me read you the you exact know, quote for John Jenkins because you just got to hear this. And we already know how this routine goes, but this is what he said about Sterling. Um, basically, I'm mm-hmm. just going to read the last part of it. He said, God teaches us to forgive. And the way I look at it, after a sustained period of just proof to the African-American community that those words don't really reflect his heart, I think there's room for forgiveness. Uh, I know. Let's just
2: clear this up. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, we're, not, we're not really discussing. Well, We'll talk about religion in other parts of the conversation tonight. But let's just put this out there. Nothing irritates me more than the only God can judge crowd, okay? Courts can judge. You can be judged from traffic court all the way to the Supreme Court. People can judge. It's called the court of public opinion. And when you and your spouse try to intimidate or discriminate against people and yeah, and, and then do so on a racial basis, you can be uh-huh. judged, and you deserve to be judged, harshly. So God knows what's in his heart, so what? We know what was in his pocket, and we know what was in his mind, and he needs to be punished for that. You don't give people who do things like that lifetime achievement awards, and you certainly don't do that twice. So yes, you don't have to. Um, you don't have, You you can do whatever you want with them. You can treat them like dirt if you feel like it, or you can just ignore it. But what you certainly don't do is honor that individual twice with lifetime achievement awards. So he can take that in his process hairdo and go somewhere else with that. And that flies when you're in church. If you want to do that knock yourself out, but when you're in a world where your actions have created an environment where people have to fight over resources to survive, to to the quote-unquote black-and-black violence that people talk about, when you create that environment, when you make it harder for people to have homes and to thrive, and then they're forced to compromise, to live, you deserve whatever maltreatment you get. And for him to sit there and say that shows that he should not have ever been in a position of leadership that is supposedly there to represent people, not just African African Americans, but people of color. It's the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Why would you give twice, why would you give a Lifetime Achievement Award to someone who did everything in his power to hinder the advancement of colored, or in this case, because we're in modern times, black people. Why would you exactly. award him that, knowing what he's done? So, uh, I, you know, there's some people who are more than happy to forgive things as long as you sprinkle some Jesus on it. I'm not one of them. That has nothing to do with me or the price of tea in China. The fact that he's not rotting in a jail cell irritates me. He should have been in prison for that, or he should have... Seen some kind of punitive damage that left him with just enough to get bus fare, but you know that's not that wasn't my decision to make. But definitely, you shouldn't be talking about what God knows in His heart, and that alone proves to me that certain parts of the NAACP are woefully out of touch with the community. That's just me. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think they're woefully out of par, out of touch. And that that that's across the board. A lot of the organizations that say they represent us, they're so out of touch with what's really going on that they can make spaces in their time for people like Donald Sherman. We may not know, but they're close enough to know. And the fact that they let that slide is bothersome. So, you know, if you're the type, you can take his words with a grain of salt. I certainly don't care for them.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm, exactly, and that's why we have to, when these types of issues come up, this is why we have to discuss them, this is why we have to deconstruct them and dismantle them, because there is a lot more of this happening than, you know, people are aware of. These just happen to be, you know, a few cases that made it to the mainstream media, and, you know, what's interesting about a lot of the laws in this country is it's kind of hard to prove discrimination, and... Right. You know, in this case, you know, he's had multi- a multitude of lawsuits. He's had some employees, you know, sue him for wrongful termination, for treating them like tokens. Um, with his property in Beverly Hills, he didn't rent African Americans. With his property in Koreatown, you know, he would only rent to Koreans, no one else. And he made comments about black people not being clean. And, and his wife was videotaped going from door to door at their property. Property, see who lived in houses, so I mean you know she she's you know complicit with this behavior, but the thing is is what gets me about it is you know people don't realize some of the people out here who are defending him don't realize they are also being complicit you know with this type of behavior because he's been able to get away with this, he's realized they're writing a check will get him out of this hot water. You know, he gave $45,000 to the NAACP. So basically what he did was try to buy some integrity in the black community, hoping that that would offset some of these, you know, losses. But $45,000 is like a damn penny to him.
2: Exactly. I mean, first of all, is to take that $45,000, is that worth? You know, that's that 30, I mean, is it worth what you're losing now? because what they're losing is credibility. You know, right. This is credibility that's being lost. This is, this is something that is going to affect the NAACP across the board, which is something that they've already had a problem with. You remember, some of the hardest things right now is to get anybody that's pretty much under the age of 50 to commit to something like the NAACP. This is a blemish for them. You know, I mean, was it worth taking that man's money? Because now they're just saying, oh, well, even if you're not, and any noble thing that a person willingly serving in the NAACP, trying to to affect change in the NAACP, it's such a, a, a such a, a, a blemish on that on that venerable institution that you know when they hear you coming, it's like, oh, here come y'all sellouts. That'll be my. Had I not known or if I didn't know exactly. people who of integrity in the organization, I see those guys coming, all right, Oh, y'all the dudes that's tap answer for Arm um, Sterling. I don't want to hear your story. I don't want to hear anything from you. Because as far as as far as we know or as far as anyone can see, you took money just you took hush money and then gave the guy an award for it. The dude calls you a exactly. nigga and you give him an award. <laughs> so exactly.
0: Uh, exactly.
3: yeah. And you're in this Leon He's a disbarred attorney. Why was he disbarred? Now yeah.
2: I have to find that out. But, yeah. Yeah, so here's, here's the thing. It's like what goes into to the, the electing process? What, what goes into the process of how can we make this organization more progressive? So, yeah, I mean, I still haven't joined for that reason because I had questions like that. And seeing something like that mm-hmm. only raises more questions. You know, are you you the guys that we're going to look to now that we're going into the 2014 it's going to be a serious election period? There's serious things that are in the air facing African Americans. And should we be looking to the organization who, one of their chapters, one of their more prominent chapters, just took money from a guy who thinks we smell like dogs, supports the maltreatment of Africans in Israel, and you know, disparages even you know even if regardless of their relationship, disrespects a woman of color as much as he possibly can, and hates one of the greatest players in the NBA. You know, should we be looking to this organization to represent us, or should can we count on them to represent us when the shit really hits the fan? And unfortunately, even though there are people, you know, members, yourself included, who are people of integrity, that are people of character, now you're dealing with an organization that has that mark in it like, don't oh, no, I can't trust you, in it. So, you know, yeah, it, it, it only sounds frivolous. It only sounds, this, this Donald Sterling thing only sounds frivolous. But when you take the whole um you know, discussion, when you take the entire thing, when you take the entire situation as a whole, his treatment, you know, the treatment, the woman who who aired him out that she's receiving, the reaction of P2, this event, you'll see that it's way bigger than just some of the things that he said on that, 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 that call and on that, on that recording. So, you know, there's, there's a lot. And for me, frankly, I'm just glad the truth is out there.
3: Exactly, And there's even an allegation out there that she wasn't the one who released the tapes. Basically, you know, they are allegedly, you know, tracking down the person who basically got that information and released it. But they're saying that it was not the young woman.
2: No, she wasn't. She just happened to be who he was talking to, but she's not the person who may have recorded it and it was ordered to be turned over to by a lawyer or something. It's still, it's still developing, but, you know, again, it doesn't negate the situation. It doesn't matter how. It's like, you know, it's just like with Watergate. Does it matter how we found out about Watergate or that we found out about it? You know, it, it matters that we know, and that's, the, that's what we can go with. It matters that the truth is out there, and the, the only thing that remains is what we do about it. And here's the thing. It's not just about Donald Sterling. We now know that anybody anybody with a functioning brain pretty much knows that this is probably prevalent in every... I'm pretty sure that somebody's saying the same thing about LeBron James in the heat front office. It's just that we don't know about it. But this exactly. opens the door. Because I get the feeling that if he's going to pull a Nino Brown. If he go down, he's going to take as many people as he can with him. And for me, I'm okay with that. Let's let's exactly. wipe the slate clean. Let's get it out there. Let's get it out there and then we decide as consumers, as fans of the sport, as 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 African Americans, as people who are trying to progress in, in any way, shape or form, let's put the let the chips fall where they may and then we do what we have to do from there. I'm completely okay with that.
3: Exactly, exactly. And it's just, like I said, you know, more information is starting to come out. You know, we're not fully aware of all of the facts, but at the end of the day, you know, whether Mm -hmm. she released that information or not, and again, you know, basically it's being stated that she's not the one that released this information, yet she's being vilified. And tried in a court of public opinion. And the thing is, is that now she's wearing one of those, you know, Japanese visors to cover her face. You know, what is she going to do from this point forth? How is she going to you know, move on, how is she going to live, how is she going to pick up the pieces because she still has a life. And let's just say hypothetically she didn't release those tapes, that she didn't authorize the other person to release this. And let's say they keep that person hidden in the shadows, but she's the one out there. You know how, you know, many Americans have the attention span of a gnat. Even if the truth did come Mm -hmm. out and they pointed out the person who did this, people are still going to blame her. And Mr. Sterling is going to continue Mm -hmm. on. He's going to continue making his billions because at the end of the day, he can sell that little team. That's no big deal. He made the majority of his money through real estate, and he still owns Mm -hmm. the majority of that real estate. You know, him and Lionel Richie and a bunch of other investors bought that real estate in Southern California, and in particular in the Beverly Hills, Bel Air area. They Mm -hmm. bought it when it was relatively cheap. So they're going to be, you I know, billions to. for the rest of their lives. And Lionel Rich owns a lot of property in that area, too.
2: Yeah, now, and and I'm glad you brought up that point because now this is – it. I, I want to use that point to transition into another topic I wanted to make sure that we covered. Um, I just want to make sure that anybody listening, you want to call in and talk to us as well. The number is 310 four two seven three again that's three one zero nine eight two four two seven three. Give us a call. Let's talk a little more. Um the point that you're making about the vilification, her name is V Steviano. I don't know too much about her. we only finding whatever I'm finding out I'm not really going by it because whatever we're hearing about her is just sounds more like they're trying to smear her character. I don't know. Right. I don't judge her. She may not be the type of woman that I would date or I would want to marry or have in my life, but that's just me. I'm not going to judge her or her sexuality or her relationship or how she views relationships and sexuality. That's none of my concern. Uh, She's a human being at at the very least worthy of just regular general human decency. We shouldn't be trying to criminalize her. Because she, she takes the bedroom to a different way than I might or somebody else might. Sexual propriety is a fluid thing. What goes for you may not go for somebody else, and that's a big thing that I want to tackle. But it's important that we brought it up because there seems to be, and I, I, I mentioned it on my Facebook page, and I just needed to know if this was the week for black male celebrities to act like assholes, and I was not informed. I need to know because stemming from this case, we had Laz Alonzo, uh with the tweet about, you know, with his, his infamous tweet. I don't even want to go into it, but I will, we will discuss it. Um, and then shortly afterwards, we're also talking about the situation with Columbus Short, the ongoing situation. If you watch the script yeah. show Scandal or, you know, the actor, you know, he's currently going through a situation with his wife. He's had several domestic abuse charges filed against him in recent weeks. And D.L. Huey took to the airwaves. I put the link on my page, you know, if you want to go on my Facebook page, I have the link there where he was on the radio, on his radio show, calling, you know, uh, uh, Columbus Short's wife, a thirsty hoe, and a thirsty bitch trying to get a payday. And then finally we have, you know, I just also posted this on my Facebook page, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Jr., he has a fight coming up this Saturday. That's about as much promotion. I'm going to give that. He he went on his Instagram page and put up uh, sonograms of of, uh, baby sonograms from his um, ex-girlfriend, Chantel. I want to make sure I'm getting it right. Uh, Miss Jackson, Chantel Jackson, I believe her name is. Uh, and he said that the reason he and she broke up is because she had an abortion and he's against killing babies. Um, and he put her sonograms up on his Instagram. He took them down, but he put it up, and then he also put a Twitter, put a hashtag to her name and everything like that, and then said that about her. So I'm really just trying to find out, is was this week the week for black male celebrities to act like misogynist assholes? And I just didn't know. You know, right. uh, because it's, it it it's such a tone deaf, disrespectful, uh, uh 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 just I don't know I don't know how else to define it <laughs> to, exactly. to be exactly. on the wrong side. And I mean, just to so so many dudes being consecutively on the wrong side of all of these issues, it, it just exactly. it bothers me.
3: And Shaquille O'Neal got in trouble because he made fun oh, of O'Neal, a disabled yeah. kid. You know, in the same, yeah, you know, yeah. and he got okay. his EDD this week. So now he has his doctorate degree, which he earned. He got an EDD. He earned that doctorate degree. This was not an honorary one that bestowed upon him. He did the work to get that, but yet he, you know, engaged in ableism and made fun of, you know, this this is one young man that's you know um, um, impaired and and I just I don't know what's happening I think we got Alfred here hold on let me see is, there, is this yeah. Alfred? Hey. Hello? Can you hear Hello.
2: Yeah. Yeah, hey buddy, what's going on,
4: man? Hey, I yeah, I just got back. I'm sorry. I missed most of the conversation. I really wanted to talk about the. Sterling, uh, I'm not sure if I really want to talk about Mayweather. I, I try to save the child talk, you know, specifically for my son. So yeah, that's just me personally, though. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, no, no it, it, I'm, I'm going to try not to touch on that um, at all. I, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, the folks that are listening heard that part of it. But I just really don't understand these dudes, man. How can you be so much on the wrong side of an issue? Um, with D.L. Hughley, I said it before, I'll say it again. I'm on the air, so you can put me on record. Any he uh, – at one time, I, I, I did respect this guy. At one time, I liked him. Um, he was never any of my favorite comedians. I don't mention him in that same way. But at least it sounded at one time. And that he knew what he was talking about sometimes. And with that, I was like, okay, well, no problem. But as time went on, he would say things that, again, were demeaning and derogatory towards black women. And I just couldn't ride with this guy anymore. And I listened to the audio tape where he was calling this girl, who, by the way, is, this is on record, she is, a victim of domestic violence, you know, and for you to, okay, one minute he says, well, all the facts aren't in, and that seems to be the go-to argument of any guy who's defending somebody against a woman who says she was either raped or abused in some way, well, all the facts aren't in. All the facts aren't in, but the facts that are in is that Columbus Short did indeed threaten his wife with murder and then to commit suicide. That's on record. It's also on record that he's had several different accusations of domestic violence and several other accusations of violent behavior to other people. He has two violent incidents Uh on his record. And he just went on record as ransacking his home during these other, um, other charges. So... Um, for on one hand, for Mr. Huey to sit there and say, "Well, we got all the—we we don't know everything. We don't know what happened between these two people. It could have been more of a fight than an abuse situation." Grant, I'll grant that. But if you can say that one thing is speculative, how can you definitively call his wife a whore? You understand? Yeah. What I'm saying?
4: Because if, well, you, I, actually, you know. I had to go back and, and look at how I was raised and how I watched my peers interact with, you know, especially black females, females in general, but then, you know, black females, there is a mm-hmm. clear lack of respect now looking back, you know, just a causing, hey, hey, girl, you know, you know, that's, that just by calling somebody outside their name is not really, you know, all that offensive and, and you know, not, not to that degree, but, When you start applying slowly this mentality of not necessarily ownership, but you're Mm -hmm. expressing your privilege over them by, okay, well, hey, you're not going to smile at me. You know, like they owe you something for you being in the position or whatever the hell your position you think you are in. Slowly but surely that mentality Mm -hmm. grows into you are here and I'm there. So I'm, I'm actually going to be with everybody who's on my scale. I'm going to be. I'm going to have their back. That's going to be my, my bias. That's going to encompass my worldview. And since you're not at that tier, you're not going to get the benefit of doubt, no matter what happens. Because right. you know, like the old saying goes, "Bro before hoes. always."
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And that really, right, yeah. that the impact Which of that saying is... didn't impact. It. I didn't understand it really until now. You know, looking
2: at it. What is, a, is a concept that, let me say for the record, I've never subscribed to. I've got four brothers, and I would put, no, I, literally, I would put literal prostitutes before I had to stay with my brothers. I love them. They're my brothers. <laughs> but I've never, I can't recall a date in my lifetime where I'd say, hang with my friends, male friends, over a girl who might be attracted to me. I've always chosen, I, I, I may get in trouble with my friends and my brothers, but I've always chosen those ladies over you guys. I mean, you're my friends, and I love y'all, but that's net bro's I've never subscribed to that, so I don't know what that means. I just wanted to put that on record. But again, it goes to what Alfred's saying. It's it, it's this weird idea, like these hypotheticals, and I, I, you've been on my page a couple of times. Both of you and Alfred have been on my page a couple of times. Ever since we I, right. I seriously started to discuss these issues. And have you seen and read these hypotheticals that some of the guys that oh, post yeah. on my page have raised in defense oh. of these abusers from Chris Brown to now D.L. Healy?
3: Hey, yeah, they, you get them on your page. I get them on my page. You know, I finally got people right. to the point where they'll put a few comments but not a lot because if you put comments on you know, uh, anything that I put up there, you're on your own. I'm not going to come and Mm -hmm. save you from our shooting. (laughs) You know, so I've been blocked by several people because I wouldn't save them. But anyway... And some of the responses and the hypotheticals that I see are, well, what does she do to provoke him? I need to get all of the facts yeah. before I determine. And I had to say something to one young man that said that on my wall. And I said, regardless of what happened, she deserves to have peace. No one has the right to put their hands on anyone else. And you are correct. She is do common human decency, dignity, and respect. Um, If if, if Columbus Short had some issues and he thought that she was cheating on him, he was making more than enough money to hire a private PI to find out exactly what she did all day and what she did with his money. But I believe it stemmed more from that because there was an incident before then in which uh, a gentleman at the club made a comment about his wife and he beat that guy within an inch of his life and there were other incidents in which she called the police, and and she had initiated divorce proceedings in the past. So it it really doesn't matter. He should not have put his hands on her, and the thing is is that threatening to kill her, that's a a terroristic threat. You know, she could put him away before that. Now he's lost his job on scandal. Now what are you going to do?
2: Again, sorry, go ahead, man. Oh no! I was just
4: saying. I was just making a comment because now he's toxic. Now, now, now it's out. No matter what else comes to uh, what, whatever revelations come out, it's toxic. And now people are more familiar with his past and also, you know, the, the present. You know, it's just like people kind of forgot mm-hmm. about uh, Sterling's housing discrimination, but all his racism came out with the comments. You know, this A D D America. So I mean, mm-hmm. you, you said, look, there's there's no excuse. You know, I I'm married, you know, we don't have a perfect marriage, but there's never been a time where I you know, well let me start, you know, using her face as a punching bag as as a, as a legitimate option to anything. There's a so many exactly. other options. Especially somebody with money, who you think she cheat, put her out. Put her up in a hotel. you have enough money to do that? Yeah. Get into a model's house. Too yeah. easy. So many other options. There's no there's no uh, uh, logical explanation for, okay, well, uh, did he hold a gun to his head and he was defending himself? That's the only possible, possible way that I, I, I could think of how he I defending if I swear, if
2: you go on my page right now, go look at the link that I put up on this story. You have to sit there and you just got to read it sometimes. You got to read some of these – I had to actually start deleting some people because it was like what kind of hypothetical situations I, – I mean, these are some outer space – science fiction hypothetical in which it justified people like you know Columbus Short, who is it doesn't look like any kind of punk you know who we have to justify him going upside some girl's head. It can't possibly be that he's bipolar or half crazy, you know, and he might just have a problem with abuse, you know it had to be this crazy this this manipulative you know this scandalous chick. Well, well, no, he,
4: he had, had no choice. Actually, actually, he, you know, he could be bipolar. You know, he could be schizophrenic. But, but she made him that way. She did that to him.
2: Yes, yeah, it's <laughs> just her fault. It, 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 it's just this is weird thing. Like I said, now, and you know what? Some some joker on or some joker on Facebook or some clown on, on on Twitter making those assumptions. You know what? I I've got no problem with that. But. I, well, I do have a problem with that, but I can't take those guys seriously because, you know, I would be surprised for most of those dudes that we hear saying things in social media. It wouldn't surprise me if their mother and father are also brother and sister. I wouldn't, be a, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised given their reaction to certain things. But when you have somebody like D.L. Healy, somebody who at the very least should know better saying these things and insinuating without ever having met this person that she's a whore or that she's a bitch and she's trying to manipulate him for money. Never mind all that. Let's just say she was a stripper. I didn't know she was a stripper or a dancer or whatever she was, but Mr. Huey says that. Never mind that. She's his wife now and the mother of his children. So why are you taking that tack with a person who's a mother and a wife? So, again, it's, it's, it's not, you know, I, can, I, I, I guess I can understand an idiot, an anonymous idiot on, on, on the Internet, but here's a celebrity. He has a, a wife. He has daughters. Would you like in a situation, if your daughters get into that situation, would his reaction be, well, yeah, because she's a thirsty bitch. That's why he had to do that. He would assume, so it's one of those things when I hear him talking, it's one of those times when I wish he was that Bernie Mac wasn't dead, like the wrong king of comedy died. That's just me when I hear him (laughs) talk this way. I mean, you're not not doing anybody any good service when you say things like that. And the fact that he has a platform to speak and spew that and, and, and put it out there, this misogynist, and it's not just, it's a racial misogyny that he has against black women, you know, that he has a platform to say that, and then there's guys that post on it. Well,
4: yeah. I mean, you know? it permeates through, the, uh, I hate to say it, man, but it permeates through our culture, and somebody actually coined the term, I'm not sure if they officially did, but afro-misogyny, specifically that, that, that despite the hatred for specifically black women. Now, we can look from the outside and say, okay, well, other races already have that, you know, just uh, potential bonquiches and shit like that, you can see in any Yahoo comments in the article. But that somebody had a, a really good article where they pointed out it's when, when actors say and when comedians, you know, make fun and, 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 and they really start to satirize, not even satirize, they really just start to demean and denigrate black women. It really mm-hmm. goes to show, you know, where is that bias coming in? How, how long have we been growing up? With this idea of this imperfect and wretched black woman that somehow hides her her uh, her flaws every so often, but we can we can call her out, bring her back to love, bring her back down to reality. You know, the second she
2: acts up, or we think that she's acting yeah, up. You're absolutely right, and there's this thing that I've been noticing that there's this uh, this 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 standard that black women are being held to by black men that I'm not understanding, like. People are making character judgments based on scandal and the real housewives of Atlanta. And let's clarify something. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'd like to think our listening audience and we and all of our friends on Facebook and everything, I'd like to think that we all can chew gum and walk at the same time. And But for those that can't, let's clarify something. Scandal is a scripted show. And if you watch it, You'll know that. It's a scripted show. Nothing that you see is real. You know, that's the first thing. But if you ever watch the show, and I'm into the show enough, I wouldn't walk around calling myself a gladiator and I don't post on Facebook about it because I don't care. But if you watch it, you'll see that Olivia Pope is just a person who got caught up in a situation, a romantic situation, that she's tried to stop several times. And here's the thing. It's not like it's working out for her. That relationship that the character Olivia Pope has been in with the president has come back to bite her several times over the course of the show. That's the first thing. The second thing is the Real Housewives of Atlanta or any other city is a reality show. And even then, it's being scripted to generate a certain kind of response for a certain kind of audience. Not everybody watches it, so my question is: Why are people judging black women by these shows? They're not real. None of them are real. You know, why would you, you judge anybody based on these shows?
4: You you would have to actually ask someone and say, you know, do you really think that this show? Is, is real? Do you think that this is an accurate portrayal? Because the first, and I've noticed this, with a lot of people who have issues, especially with assuming all these negative racial stereotypes and, you know, all these misogynistic uh, uh, tropes and whatnot, they, they have this confirmation bias already. This already been formed, yes. yes. and it gets reinforced with Tyrone or Bonquisha, the, the, the two stereotypes, you know, the, to, the two archa, uh, archetypes of uh, black male and female mm-hmm. that they probably have in their mind. And so when they see it on TV, that, again, reinforces it. They don't consider the fact that they're, they're, uh, that they're appealing to that confirmation bias at all. There's no yeah. form of cognition for them to look, stand back objectively and say, maybe I'm partially judging someone. No, this is their reality. This is their worldview, and they have warped it to such that it's okay to get a and to marginalize, because these people, this is how they all act. You have a few outliers and a few who are able to escape this this, uh, this, this innate uh, delinquency, you know, but Absolutely. other human deviancy, But other than that, you know, this is it. This is what you see is what you get. And that's what's sort are of really sad, and that's why I for one hate shows like that, because it, it doesn't help the situation
2: at all. Yeah, and you know, I'm not a fan, but you know what, that that's just it. I'm not a fan of either show. I mean, I just don't get into that type of show, like I'm I'm okay with scandal. I've seen it, it's 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 well written for what it is. Has some great actors, has great actresses and good good plot lines. If that's your cup of tea, fine. I'm more of a sci fi action movie kind of guy, so it doesn't really it doesn't really <laughs> float up my alley. That's fine. I don't care for the real house. But here's the thing, I don't sit in judgment of it because I don't watch it. I don't watch. Right, that's all it is. Most a lot of a lot of people don't. But four 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 four. And I understand what you're saying too. It, it it is something of a negative. It does kind of cast a negative light, and it, it makes people assume things about African American women. Granted, but here's the thing: I don't judge all white people off of Duck Dynasty. So. Why should we try to judge black women off of scandal in the Real Housewives of Atlanta, or the Basketball Wives of Atlanta, or Love and Hip Hop? These are such random things. There, you can't possibly. And once you see them, they're so cartoonish. You can't apply them to anything in real life. And the problem what's happening, and, and I'm certain it leads into the, the type of behavior that we saw with uh, that we saw uh, Laz say. Or what D. L. Hughley said, um, it, it leads into it feeds into that what you call that confirmation bias. See, I told you they act like that, and it's not anywhere near the truth. It's Not anywhere near the truth. I'm married to a black woman. I got black sisters. They've been black a long time. None of them act like that. <laughs> you know I got black friends. Kim doesn't act like that, and we talk with her every other Friday. So I don't know. You can off. I, I don't know
4: about that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: that's oh I like got this. you, but I want to know. <laughs> you first. I want to know. Yeah, No, I want to know who that magical Negro is. That's all these white races best black friend. Who's that magical Negro? Where is he? I've actually been. Yeah, here. I don't know. I had well, my it's, friend, it's, you might you, 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 you
2: know. It might be Leon Jenkins.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) It's Leon
4: Jenkins. I I was just thinking about that, too. I actually had a friend in high school who came up to me, and this guy's grown up in the mountains. Okay, okay, my dear son, calm down. You know, he grew up in the mountains. Like, You know, my dad told me never trust a black man and, you know, just always be wary of him. But you know what? You you changed my mind. You know, you're different. And and that's when it kind of, really sank in, all those uh, those nuanced stories and stuff that my mother taught me growing up, it really started to hit me that my race does make a really big difference. If somebody came up to me and said their entire world view about an entire race of people changed just because of the way that I've been interacting with them for the last three months, there's something wrong here.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Because that's a, that's yeah. a rationalization. There's, this, there's something so wrong here. And it, it's really that sad, and it really it's a, it became apparent again when I met a buddy of mine in the army, and his wife, you know, thought all black men were you know deviant, and all black women were just ghetto and nasty because the only interaction they had was what they saw on TV. That's it. They had never mm-hmm. you know actually been in that situation. So I, I really can't deny the effect that these shows have on people. And that's why I'm a big advocate for having something more of, you know, having more female engineers, black female engineers, and black female uh, teachers who aren't of that archetype at all, who are diametrically opposed to any and all those stereotypes to show people that, no, they're just not outliers. They're just not, you know, magical Negro. They are real living and breathing carbon-based life forms who are everywhere. They just mm-hmm. don't get in the spotlight because they don't match that confirmation bias. Exactly. exactly. But you
2: know what it is to... Uh, And, you know, we we had this discussion uh, before when we had the conversation about respectability politics. I agree with you, um, Alfred, but I agree with one caveat, and and let me make this clear. Yes, I do want to see uh, people understand that there's more to, especially when it comes to African-American women, uh, women of color, period. I want them to know that there's a broad palette. There's more to us than what these shows offer. These, it's not even the tip of an iceberg. It's a, it's a caricature, and we shouldn't go with that. But at the same time, and here's the caveat that I was bringing up: it is not the responsibility of any black woman to make black men or white people regard her differently or in any other way than the way she – it's not her responsibility. If we as black men can't take the initiative – because I'm not here to make white people feel comfortable. I'm just not. If you have a problem with me and my hoodie when I'm walking, that's between you and whatever God you serve or whatever thing you believe in. I have no obligation or responsibility to make you feel safe around me for you to to i'm not going hit I'm not going to walk out of my door trying to prove my worth to you if i'm not getting a check and you ain't <laughs> paying my life though i've gotten I've got nothing to do with what's going on with the wheels that turn in your head and I think it's doubly so for african American women they are not obligated to prove their worth and So while I agree, we need a broader spectrum. We need to spotlight a lot of the ladies that are in STEM, you know, programs. We need to to, to show the broader spectrum of our women. I agree wholeheartedly, and I support that 100%. But at the same time, if that girl likes to walk around in some booty shorts and twerk like her spine is malfunctioning, guess what? That's okay, too. She does not have any responsibility to validate herself to anybody but the person that she sees in the mirror. And that's the real truth. I agree. I understand. At the same time, there's no need. I mean, the type of vitriol that is directed specifically at African-American women, it's like they have to prove more so than any other woman, that they are worthy of being regarded as human beings with opposable thumbs, something that white <laughs> women are never asked to do. That's not fair. It's not fair, nor is it accurate. Why do they have to prove that they aren't whores? <laughs> Why do they have to prove that they're not sluts? Why do they have to prove those things? Why do they have to dress in a different way? than, say, for instance, white. Um, and I count, I count Latino women as, as in this as well because I know black Latinos and everything like that. So I count them as well. Why do black and Latino women have to prove themselves in ways that other women, other women do not have to? Caucasian women don't have to do this. But when it comes to black women, they have to prove this to be true. They have to prove that they aren't manipulative. They, got, they don't manipulate their men. And try to set them up with babies, and 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 get them for all their cash. Why is it black women and Latino women have to prove this? And 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 I don't think they should be held to that standard. So while I want to see better representation, at the same time, it's not their responsibility. If we're not going to take the initiative to go well. You know there may be more to this situation than I understand, but there there may be more to these women that I have been ready to admit. If we're not going to take that initiative, it's not on them. They are not obligated to come back and say, "Well, yeah, you know i I also have a degree in biochemistry maybe maybe that 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 that, that shouldn't be on them and and again, it goes back to that thing. This person that knows better, D. L Huey has met the first family, you know what I'm saying? So, encountering the Obamas and the Obama children and Mrs. Obama, how is it possible that you can still sit down? After having encountered people like that or even sat in the same room with them, after having done so, why are you saying things like that? Why would you even let words like that escape your mouth? And it's, it's, it's one of those things, like I said, all these black male celebrities these weeks saying these things, and you're just sitting there. I'm sitting there, and I'm going, I don't understand where you're coming from. I don't understand why that is still prevalent, especially among black men. Because our misogyny seems to come from this misguided place that by disrespecting our women, we're holding them to a higher standard. You know, if I disrespect her enough, she'll start acting like a woman. And that's just wow. crazy positive dissonance. Yeah, you
3: know, it doesn't it doesn't wow. it doesn't jive with. Them. Oh yeah, no, 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 and, and it's interesting that you would say that and you would make you would make that point because it just it was just so profound. And and what's interesting about that is that everybody has a definition of woman. So, you know, he wants her to behave like a woman, the image of a woman that he has developed in his mind, whereas his buddy may have a different image of a woman. And and, and it's just interesting that a lot of people, in particular some young men and some young women, you know, they perpetuate in advance a lot of these patriarchal um, notions and stereotypes and and then mixing in with their own bias, you know, like you all were saying earlier, and then they have their own definition of what a man or a woman is supposed to be, how they're supposed to act, how they're supposed to dress, you know, how they're supposed to behave, how they're supposed to respond. And it's just really interesting because everybody has a different definition, and at the end of the day, aren't we supposed to meet people where they are? Aren't we supposed to accept one another for who the other person is?
2: And, and, and also it goes back to this, you know, uh, and like I said, we're talking the Laz Alonzo thing, we're talking Dale Hill, we're talking about the Floyd Mayweather thing. How can we as, how can black men, and I'll, I'll confine the the argument to us because these are the guys that open a stupid yaps over, the, over this week. How can we as black men get mad at somebody like Donald Sterling for telling his girl that she should act like a delicate Latina or something like that? When we're practically saying the same thing to our women, yes, that's that's like you he okay. We're getting all up in arms because you know he told her you got to act like a delicate Latina. But if a woman if, if she wears a skirt that shows anything over her knees, we start comparing her to to you know Jezebel or something like that, which which doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. How can you get mad at that? But then you got, and I like to call them Hotep brothers. You got these Hotep brothers <laughs> talking about, well, yeah, I mean, you, you got to be our black queen, and you got to do this. You got to talk like look, this, look, and look. everywhere that you read, every book that you got to read, it has to be from Nikki Giovanni. And you know, it, it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. It's a double standard, and it's and, and, and in the end, it's disrespectful. It's like, however
4: oh, you want. How you, you, you got <laughs> to help you know, them. You help don't them see through the third eye so they'll,
2: they'll actually see why it's wrong. Hmm? you got to help yes. them see through <laughs> <it> the <through laughs> third eye so they see why it's wrong. You know, or they they tell, they realize, realize, realize. Don't get me started. <laughs> but, <laughs> I can't help. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from, brother.
0: Because, yeah. you know, we all learned that watching
2: Scandal on the television. Uh,
3: I can't take it. I better
0: leave it. those folks
3: who that she gets alone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no, it's... It, <laughs> you know, it's,
2: it's misogyny disguised as black power. It's, misgui- it's mm-hmm. misogyny disguised as as advanced. Act however you want, as long as you're not harming anybody. You have exactly. that, for me, For me, the struggle for equality across the board, uh, women, people of color, gay people, LGBTQ, anything, Native Americans, the struggle is for equality. And that means I can determine my life in however I see fit as long as it doesn't bring somebody harm. It's it's that it's, we're all trying to get that idealistic life that we were given in the preamble. You know, we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal and endowed with certain inalienable rights. This including life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That's what we're all trying to go for. So the whole right is I'm just hoping that you get to live your life the way you want to live. I've got daughters. I don't hold them to any other standard than be out of my house by the time you turn 18. That's it. I'm just here to protect you and then get you out of my house by the time you turn 18 (laughs) because that's as far as it should be. But this weird idea that, Black women have to be this certain way because look what we're doing. You posted a um a story just today on your page, Kim, in the young man who um got volunteer time or he has he has to serve out his prote- his probation volunteering at a rape crisis center because his victim was fourteen, had already been pregnant, and had sexual activity before. Am I – I want to make sure I was getting that right. Is that, is that yeah, that's yeah, the story I that's correct. It.
3: Wasn't that I recall it? yeah, Oh, yeah, no, now, no, 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 you're absolutely correct. It, the judge said that because the young now, lady had evidence of being pregnant before, and the mom disputes that. But, yes, she gave the young man probation for community service at a rape crisis center when he was accused of rape himself.
2: Yeah, that's like, you know, that's like making a a skinhead do time serving at, you know, the Anti-Defamation League. That doesn't make sense. The fact of the matter is, it, it, that entire judgment is based again on this weird preoccupation with demonizing young black women. We do this way too much, and it goes back to this whole D.L. Healy thing where we're sitting on the stage, where he's sitting on a microphone demonizing this woman that he's never met. He doesn't know this woman. The same thing is the same thing this judge is doing, and it goes all the way back to this whole R. Kelly thing. The guy has a video of him urinating on a girl, an underage girl, and what's our response not our response saying we on the phone, us talking now on the show, but the response of the community was, well, these young girls was too fast in the ass anyway. Not this 38-at-the-time-year-old man, you know, like this 30-something-year-old man who already has been, who already has a history throughout Chicago with having sex with minors and married a young woman at 15. It's not, he should not be, on the street and allowed to be in contact with young girls, they're saying this young girl should have had the wherewithal to not manipulate him into urinating on her. This is the, I, this is the thing that we're dealing with. The whole Chris Brown stuff, Well, she shouldn't have said those things to make him punch her in the face. Floyd Mayweather, what did this non- boxing woman say to the boxing guy who is a master of a martial arts and gets paid to punch people in the face? What did she say to him to anger him to make him punch her? It's not his fault. He's not the abusive, crazy person. It's her fault. She's the manipulative bitch.
3: Where are we
2: getting this from?
3: That's that patriarchy. (laughs) Where are we getting this?
2: I could have sworn...
4: Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Kip. I, I could have sworn. Maybe it, it's just been me. It's been a while. But when you learn martial arts, one of the first things you learn is discipline. I, I may be wrong. Yeah. Okay. No, I serious. just want to make sure I wasn't tripping.
3: No, yeah, but, that's the first I mean, thing when, you, you learn. Martial arts, you learn discipline. You learn how to defend yourself. You don't—they don't. Well, don't, depending on what type of martial arts, but I'm just talking about some of the main ones. They and especially with hand-to-hand combat, you learn how to defend yourself. Not necessarily be on the offense. Hand-to-hand combat is a little bit different. You are taught offensive moves, but in martial arts, you know, you're basically taught to defend yourself to be disciplined and not be the offender in a particular situation.
2: hmm Exactly. I mean, even rote wrote self-defense, you, four-year-olds are taught that. You're, you don't attack somebody unless they attack you, and then you return whatever they threw at you as a means of self-defense. Hell, they even teach that in gun safety. If you, can't, if you have no other choice, then you pull the gun. So... These arguments, it just doesn't make sense. But we see them, and they become common. And then, like how we're we're telling young black boys, pull up your pants so that the police don't mess with you. Not trying to teach the police that you shouldn't harass a person because of the color of his skin or the clothes he's wearing. We're telling our young boys, dress this way so cops don't mess with you. We're doing the same thing, telling our young girls, you should be this way. So you won't get attacked or molested. Instead of saying, "Hey, how about you don't rape girls," or "Hey, Mister Kelly, you're almost fifty years old. What the hell are you doing around women forty years your senior? I mean, you're junior. You know what right. I'm saying?" But we're still doing that. We're still. It's, there's something cultural that is maintaining that. And and I, we, I'm only I bring it up because again. Celebrities, these guys have appointed themselves as 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 the authorities on how black women should be acting, and if they don't act in the way that that they see fit, she's a bitch, or she's a whore, or she's a manipulator, or a gold digger. Where I don't get it, I don't understand it, and as a father to daughters, I, I certainly don't appreciate it exactly exactly
3: and you know that's why it's great to have guys like you guys you know alfred and carl here and you're talking about these things and then you know i know carl has a daughter and maybe one day you know alfred will, will have one but it's good that you know these things especially with your wives you know how the, what they have to deal with on a daily basis but you also know about these double standards and how they are perceived by other men and men on the street and that's not all of them because you have a lot of men out there that are quite familiar with this but you all have to speak up more and you've been doing that and that's a beautiful thing but a lot of this goes back to you know these paternalism and it's just the fact about how our society is made up. That's why we're going in, and like I said earlier, we're deconstructing and dismantling a lot of these things because time is changing. You know, people are being held accountable. A lot of this stuff is now being, you know, brought to the forefront, whereas many years ago before we had the technology, people could, you know, brush this under the rug and say that a lot of this is hearsay. But nowadays, you know, all of this is out here. You know, what D.O. Hughley said is on the record. What Steve Harvey said is on the record. What Floyd Mayweather did to his, his um, ex, you know, that's on the record. With Don Sterling, they just got busted. And nowadays, it's getting easier and easier to show this type of thing, but as far as, like, your average everyday man, you all, the men in, in these communities, have to stand up and start showing them why this is wrong, why putting their hand, you know, on a woman is wrong, why, you know, telling a woman to smile while she's walking by is wrong, why that's called street harassment. You know, sometimes some of these guys don't know because, you know, we're all still learning, and since you all have been in the community, you all have grown quite a bit as well because there were some things that you all weren't familiar with, and now you know more about it and understand it better.
2: Yeah and I and just want to, and I want to make sure we talk about this um uh I think it's an important issue I I do believe it plays into everything else we've talked about tonight but I think it's the more, the more serious situation uh than the other ones uh of course I'm talking about the 234 uh young Nigerian girls that have disappeared um kidnapped Uh, and I want to make sure that, you know, we're talking about it. Um, You know, you're seeing folks with all the hashtags out there, bring back our girls. Um, I know I put links up. I know you've put links up. Uh, Alfred has also done that. I want to make sure we're talking about it. If you're, again, listening to us, folks, give us a call, 310-982-4273. I want to make sure we're on the record discussing this. Um, And the situation in Nigeria with these girls that have gone missing, I really, you know, first of all, I want to say for the record, I consider them heroes and it's my deepest hope that they come back home safely um, to their families. Um, uh, you know, we're in, a, in here in America. You know, we're talking about this Donald Sterling thing with the NBA and what type of stand these players should have taken. And like I said, to me, it's an empty gesture. When you think about people in other parts of the world, in Iran, in the Ukraine, in Venezuela, and now they're having, you know, certain things that starting, uprisings going on in Colombia. Then you have girls like these young women in Nigeria, 234 of them, you know. Yeah. You're, yeah. Saying, you're thinking you're throwing, you think throwing a jersey on the floor is doing a big thing. These young girls stood up against a militant Islamic group, unarmed, and say, we want to learn. This is a matter of fact. These guys in Boko Haram have been active in the area for some time. You know, it's against the West, and we hate the West, and women should be this way, women should be that way, and this, that, and the third. And of course, they validate all of that by their invisible sky wizard. And That's right. These young girls, these young girls are, again, said no, we're going to spend, and we're going to go to school and that's an act of bravery that I think will ring through generations this is, this is how these guys lose power this is how right. they lose power they they're going to take that risk they took that risk and um that's a, that's how you that's how you make a difference that's how you take a stand um unfortunately, we live in a world where you know these, I, 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 I'm optimistic that, you know, something positive will come of it, but at the same time, you know, I can't ignore the reality of the situation. And not only are these dudes, dudes like this in this part of the world that, that, that are down with honor killings and stuff like that, they love to show their work, and that's what I'm scared of. They will make examples of these young ladies, um, either if they're alive, you know, the possibilities are likely that they may be sexual slaves or being forced marriages. And if yeah. not, if they don't if they don't comply to that, they're facing mutilations, honor killings, uh, whatever as examples you know, of male dominance and the power of God and all that stuff and, you know, uh, it's, it, it, it's a very scary situation It's a very I wanted to make sure That we You know We, we discuss it And hopefully You
3: know mm-hmm. Well actually I'm doing you know? a show Monday evening I'm doing a special Show on Monday evening And I have Tika from Brickback Brick. That review coming on, and I also have Dr. Mm -hmm. Anthea Butler coming on from the University of Pennsylvania, so we will be talking, that whole show will be dedicated to this specific cause, so we'll be doing a special one-hour show um, this Monday coming up at 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. I'll be putting that up tomorrow.
2: Okay, so um, I won't. That's a biggest show. That's gonna be a lot more I want to make sure that they do that. So I won't. I won't dwell on the issue too much. But I do want to. I did want to make sure that we um, discussed it. with on it. And, uh, and 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 I, I can't put. I can't stress how much it irritates me. Like I say, nothing. You you can't turn me off quicker than some. Uh, what I call the Hotel Brothers talking about how women should be or trying to justify misogyny with some kind of holy book, you already lost me. And these 234 girls are the reason why you will always lose me in those conversations. Because if a woman can't live, if if she can't live just to do something as basic as learn how to read or go to school, then there's nothing, your God is just, is not worth praying to. Your, 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 your system of values is not something I want to be a part of. Um, just move on to the next guy because I can't listen to that. I'm a father. I got my daughters, and it, every moment that they walk across the stage to receive an award for accomplishment I, academically, it's the proudest moment of my existence. To just know whatever small thing, because I'm not as smart as those two girls. So to see them celebrate any kind of... Academic achievement fills me with a pride I am not—I've never been familiar with before in my life. So, somebody that wants to rob a young girl of that—the power of knowledge, the power that comes with the self-actualization that comes from knowledge, that comes from learning—anybody um, that robs a young woman of that has earned my lifelong enmity. There's not enough suffering that those men that took those girls can endure that would be to my satisfaction. You know what I'm saying? And um, hopefully something positive will come of this. I remain optimistic. That despite the realities of those regions, I do remain optimistic that uh, that, that Those girls, hopefully in some way their families will find peace and hopefully some of them or all of them will be returned to their um, homes and their families safely. These are just, they're girls, man. They're not even grown women. So I'm I'm definitely hoping that something good comes of this whole entire situation. But I did want to make sure that we discussed it in some way or another and put it out there for everybody to talk about
4: yeah, because, I mean, it doesn't seem like the media is really paying that much attention to it, but I'm not too surprised by that. I'm pretty sure a lot of people really aren't surprised or hell don't care. But, you know, it's it's something that I would say, worst case scenario, something happens. How about responsible parents show here in America, show their young daughters, here's what girls just like you, same age as you, that's here's what they're dying for. They're dying to get an education and while you're like, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to be in class, you know, because the stuff that you're taking for granted, people have died, have shed blood, have been beaten, just so you could have this opportunity. And women your age in another country, a couple of hundred thousand miles away, are dying for that same cause. History is repeating itself. So look at yourself yeah. and respect to that as far as time in the past here and time in the present somewhere else. So it it's, it can be a, mm-hmm. a teaching and a learning tool, uh, you know, no matter the outcome. Because I mean, they weren't in there studying ABC; they were in there studying physics. Physics. in the right. mm-hmm. some of those girls. They look young. They look really young to be studying physics. And I actually dabbled in physics just to just to see. That's that's no easy stuff. You have to learn calculus just to understand what they're talking about in physics. And I. Just recently learned calculus. That took me several weeks to learn and get down. So they're taking a big risk and going for they're, they're going for the gold. They're not shooting for anything less. So that is now, really really something I want to
2: hit home. And I'm glad you I I'm glad you you pointed that out, um, Alfred. Because let's just put that into perspective. Two hundred and 34 potential physicists, potential physicists, potential astrophysicists, whatever. 234 individuals who may have been able to revolutionize this world in some way, shape, or form are now either being traumatized in ways we can't conceive based on some kind of patriarchy, based on some kind of backwards mountain religion. And, you know, we got to put that into perspective. So a lot of times, you know, we get into this back and forth. We'll, we'll encounter folks of faith, people of faith and religious people, and they'll tell us all of these things. And, and these are the things, these are the instances that, that I bring up in regards to why I can't co-sign on it regardless of if it's a Christian or if it's, it's, it's my Islamic or whatever, this, is a, and this would be why. You're depriving yeah. the world of progress. This, this is, these are 234 people who may have been able to change the world for the better, but because my God has a bigger whatever than your God and it, it, women are to be seen and not heard and yada, 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 that's a loss on a global scale you know what I'm saying, 234 potential physicists, which one of those people, which one of those girls may have created the first warp drive?
4: Engineers, or first doctors, ar- anything. You know, that, that, that field leads to us so many possibilities. It's just not even, it's, it's, it's unimaginable, like you said, it's unimaginable what they could have been. I don't like speaking like could have been, but, you know, who knows that those that survived this ordeal if they'll even continue, some will, some definitely will, I mean, I'm I'm sure of that, but, you know, they're still depriving them at some point in time, in some way, shape, or form of what they could have really achieved, you know, unfettered.
2: Yeah, I, I, just, and you want to know, it's funny, because it always comes from one of my favorite movies, this is, uh, one of my favorite films is The Color Purple, Um, I always discuss that. But um, it's that one line of uh, the last line where uh, Miss Silly discovers herself, discovers who she is and what she's going to do with her life. And she tells Mister, you know, she looks at him and says, everything until you do right by me, everything you do is going to fail. If you look at those reasons of the world... (laughs) It's probably coming true. You can see a lot of those countries in, in, in which women are treated as, as not second-class citizens, but slaves. And a lot of us they're failing. And I'm thinking that that has a lot to do with it. You spend a, enough time trying to subjugate one portion of your, of your population, your, pop- your society is going to crumble. And a lot of these places, you're seeing it happen. Where women are being subjected to honor killings or stonings or forced marriages or arranged marriages, guys that are 37 marrying girls that are 12, you're you're seeing that the society is failing, and I believe it has a lot to do with it. And, again, until people do right by them, everything they do is going to fall. It's not going to prosper. And... I don't know. I mean, I can't say, I, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but I would hope that the folks who take these religious attacks would start jumping to the forefront of this conversation and openly condemning things. You want to get me on your side? You've got to stand up and openly condemn these things. And I, I hope that the folks in the Nigerian government um, also take a stand and say, hey, this is wrong, and we'll do whatever it takes to find these young girls. And not only that, to protect other young women who seek to learn who seek to become educated um we're going to protect them from you um i, I hope that 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 starts to materialize in light of this tragic um, situation
4: I, I mean it it's a, it's a depressing situation all around it, it really is and i you know I, 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 co-sign on anybody's religion as to what good they can do, because there's nothing specific their religion gives that you can't get outside of it. There's nothing a, a, a religion can offer that being a secular humanist cannot, you know, cannot produce at all. But I can tell you that shit yeah. like this is specifically for religion. You don't see people going off the walls for a reason. You don't see people who are applying critical thought becoming extremists and, and doing these types of things. There, there, is, there is none because you're constantly reassessing yourself. You're not dogmatically approaching any type of conclusion from some uh, text on, on a holy mission or what have you. So exactly. they, these excuses that people are making are they're falling on deaf ears. They can cast pearls and they can kick swine or whatever the hell the uh, analogies that they can come up with, but this is demonstrable proof. As to why people are anti theist Period. Exactly. There is no excuse why their religion can be corrupted, or that God won't stop this. That, that's that's you know that's I agree with that. You know because it's sickening. No, and and I'll tell you I'll tell
2: you once as a person that has embraced the term free thinker and anti-theist, the best part about being that, being what you call a free thinker, or being atheist. Is the fact that I can look at my actions and look at what I say and go you know what I could be wrong because that opens me up to 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 the to the understanding that if somebody comes with more information or somebody comes with new knowledge that I did not possess before if I already have it in my head well maybe I don't have all the answers and somebody comes that does or can at least show me some evidence that maybe my line of thinking was wrong, I can adjust to the new information. The biggest problem for me is religion is that there's this sense of certainty that cannot be budged. I can't prove what, I, what I'm saying, but at the same time, I know what I'm saying is not wrong. And that's dangerous I mean, the name of the group that kidnapped gir- the girls is what? I, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. I don't want to butcher names just because I hate them. But, you know, it's called Boko Haram or something like uh, something yeah. to that effect. Something and like I think that. it's it doesn't
4: uh, doesn't uh, something like... Stiggin? That's something my mother-in-law says. They, they know their name. But, yeah, I, I, I want to say something. along. And it uh, And it's a <laughs> it like, say. But, it, it yeah, mm-hmm. it was, no, it but it's French. Yeah. It's basically...
2: You know, basically the name is like you know down with what's the education, which is pretty much the name of your group is called fuck knowledge. Yeah. Why would you? You know that's like how like a gang walking around here kidnapping kid little girls called fuck reading. Like reading for suckers, and you know <laughs> they're gonna teach you. You know, you know the you know the scientific now you know. The theory of gravity is bullshit, and then you just kidnap somebody who wants to learn it.: You know oh that, boy, I saw you. We're laughing, and it's, it, we're laughing, but at the same time, that's what happened. These guys hate knowledge, they hate learning. they hate girls who learn. And if it wasn't such a such a sad and violent and tragic thing that just occurred. You would have no choice but to laugh because that's their only reason for doing it. We hate knowledge. It sounds like a Chris Rock joke. Niggas hate knowledge. It sounds like a joke. Is if if, and 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 that's what's so scary about it. We can if if in any other scenario we would be laughing in their faces because it's so ridiculous you know really... despite <laughs> you know despite any and all information this should be the most beautiful thing you can ever see a, a young woman self actualizing changing becoming herself it should be some of the most beautiful things in the world but instead somebody saw that and thought to themselves that's going to make god upset
4: Oh no, not God! That's going to make her future husband upset. She can't be a, a good and wife. It also make her, yeah, her future husband yeah. upset too. Yes, exactly. Because you know, can't have her have an education that gives her one up on him. That that taps into that insecurity. Because yeah. I think that they're vicariously applying the, whatever religious beliefs that they have to somehow uh, project their insecurity. And so this this prevents that they no longer have to worry about that if they take them and make them wives now and you know just uh, inhibit them from learning you know up outside of cooking and cleaning and, and rearing children being barefoot right you know that's it that's going to, be, that's going to encompass their life because physics are not going to help her in yeah. the kitchen you know so that's really to me that's what this is about because I, I read they were sold off for $15 as, br- as brides you know so that right there is really indicative of the type of of goals and the type of uh, aspirations they think they that these girls should have.
2: Yeah, and again, it comes from this weird idea about women that I I'm thankfully, you know, I've had enough positive women in my life where I can look at them and go who would want
1: a, a woman
2: without knowledge who would who, who would why would you or a man why would you want to why would any woman want an idiot for a boyfriend or a husband you know what i'm saying or even a friend why would you want somebody that's dumb like that it, it, it's the same thing my wife is smart and i always say she's smarter than me and i'm okay with that um that's the one of the reasons why i married her because And and you're married, too, man, so so you know what it's like when you've thought yourself into a corner and you've used all your mental faculties that are available to you, and doesn't it feel good sometimes to know that there's somebody who has been paying attention and says, maybe this way might work? That's one of the coolest things about having my wife. This is one of the most wonderful things about being married. Sometimes I think I'm smart. I know that I know something, but maybe because there's other things and other variables involved with what I'm concentrating on and I'm trying to take care of all of those things, and I may hit a snag, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not touching on something. It feels real nice when my wife goes, well, here's this one thing that you may not have considered, but I thought about it, and this might work. And then I'm not in a corner anymore. I haven't – I, I found a way out thanks to her input. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. It's nice to know that while I'm thinking about this bill over here, she's thinking about something else down the road, so it makes the load lighter to bear. And I, I – I, I, I can't for the life of me, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or a societal thing, but I can't for the life of me understand the notion that the only way you can be happy with a woman is for her to be subservient. Um, I, I haven't seen a scenario with anybody that where that works and is effective. I, I don't know. Maybe it's me, but I, I can't see myself being comfortable with that at all.
4: Uh, personally, I have to have somebody that, you know, is on par with where I am. I don't need, you know, someone with a, that already has the My wife is, she's going to graduate uh, from her college next month. And that's something mm-hmm. that I find inspiring because after she's done, she's going to start working, we're going to switch, and I'm going to go achieve my dreams. And we're kind of going to, you know, uh, uh, leapfrog, <laughs> you know, we're kind of working in education. But that's, that's building one another. That's supporting one another. That's a teammate. That's somebody who's a pinball. You can't do that with, with uh, a, a plastic doll. You can't do that with, you know, somebody who is just completely subservient and codependent. And I, I cannot you, see myself with anybody like that, and I don't know why people look for mates like that. Because I do know guys who just want this pretty much, just uh, uh, just bitch. That's, that's, that's who she is. That's, that's, and that is exactly what, uh, you know, any negative connotation that comes along with that word, that's what they want somebody who is um, part hooker, part mother, <laughs> part maid,
2: and all idiots. that's it. Yeah, it was just, you, wow. know, you know, and, and you want to know what to, and, and, and here's the thing. Culturally, and I've seen it start happening, where it's easy to finger wag. We like finger wagging. at, at, at Our culture likes finger wagging at guys like this. And let's be fair and honest, you know, on so many levels, our culture is almost the same because our culture is rife with young black women that have gone missing. And, and, and you know, we talked about this before last week. The, the week before last when we had our, we, we turned to our show, we were talking about the young lady who lost her life due to what her husband thought that she should be. And he couldn't right. beat her into it, so he killed her. So, yeah, you know, we can finger-wag at those filthy heathens over there, but in this country, young black girls go missing all the time. Exactly. And no one's looking for them exactly because they're young black girls. And a lot of times we're doing it for the same reason. We're doing it for reasons that well, they shouldn't have went out there, you know. In cases of abuse or murder or, or, or kidnappings, and they're getting young young black girls are going missing all the time here in America. So, and one thing I hope we keep not don't do is get into the habit of you know finger wagging at those old dirty you know backwards cultures. We're here in America. Young American black girls get yanked off the streets, and you can, they barely warrant a, a thing on the news. If it's not for the internet, and thank goodness for folks like Kim and and Vita and Emily and Raina. When they see something go on, they throw it up on their page because if they, if I didn't see it on their Facebook page, I wouldn't know it's happening. And then if, because if I see it there, then I can go, okay, wow, let me go look up this story and try to read further into it. Or, or even, even, you know, let, let's, let's find out more about it. But if it's not right. for them, if it's not for them discussing the issue, I'm not going to see that on World News tonight. So at the same time, while we're, we're mourning these, we're, we're, we're worried and definitely want to see the safe return of these 234 Nigerian girls, there's so many young black girls that are out there lost right now. They're taking them off the street and being put into prostitution. That happened just a month ago here in South Florida. 13-year-old black girl could, taken off the streets of South Florida, prostituted put on the strip clubs, I mean, it's happening more often than we're willing to admit. There's a giant, there's an actual railroad, like an underground railroad where girls are getting kidnapped and transferred into other parts of the country as processes, and this is one of the main hubs. Miami, South Florida is one of the main hubs. And so while we're doing finger wagging, I think there's a lot of soul searching that we have to do on this side, especially as it comes to young women of color, because they're going listening, no one seems to care, and were it not, and the only reason, thank goodness, that we are having this discussion, as I said, is that social media has given us an opportunity to get the message out there, because it's not the news. Network news hasn't covered this in any significant way. I mean, they're still exactly. looking for that damn Malaysian plane. The families have already made peace with the fact that the passengers on that plane are dead. CNN has been looking for those folks for three months now. Right. But 234 live Nigerian girls—they don't—they can't be bothered. So. Um, Young black girls go missing for a longer amount of time than young white girls, but they're not going to discuss it. So, I, I, you know, a lot of credit has to be given to um, the women in our lives, let's be honest, and at least in our, in our, our lives as, you know, our social media and things like that, that keep these stories alive and keep these things coming out so that we can be aware of it. So, you know, at the same time, while I'm like, yo, those guys are some backwards motherfuckers, we still have to look at ourselves and go, yeah, we're kind of slipping on our game too. And um, hopefully as their safe return comes, there's a lot of other young girls here in America that come back home to their family safely as well.
3: Exactly, exactly. And the interesting thing, you know, I just wanted to kind of tether to what you said, a lot of the young black women in America that go missing – uh, many times when the police department is called and they send someone out, they want to basically categorize it as a runaway and not necessarily mm-hmm. as a missing person. And that's unfortunate because that's happened time after time. But, you know, they have Black and Missing. If you look that up, you can find them on Twitter, Tumblr. They have a web page. And they have a Facebook page, but Black and Missing. And they focus on, you know, young black children that have been missing and that have been, you know, kidnapped or what have you, whatever the circumstances may be. And in some cases, you know, these young people are kicked out of their homes for whatever reason. So you know we have to look at the bigger picture, but you are correct. What's happening over there in Nigeria? And they say the estimates are over 300 young women have been, you know, kidnapped. It has not received the international news that it should have. Now, has that been 300 English, white English or white American young women? Oh, they would be in an uproar.
2: They'd shut the planet down. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Look at Natalie Holloway, man. I mean, Natalie Holloway missing, and they wanted to shut you, or they wanted to make a Uber the part of the axis of evil. So you know, <laughs> I mean, let's yeah. be honest. And it, it, it's not even something where where we're being, you know, we're talking wrong. It's just true. Yeah, you know, John Elizabeth Smart, John B Ramsey, Natalie Holloway. We know them by name because people never stop talking about them. Right. Every other night in the news, their, their faces open and close the news segment. But if one of our young girls goes missing, it doesn't warrant more than five seconds. And then there's this assumption, and it plays into so many different racial and cultural um, issues. It's assumed that either, A, the girls are runaway. Or B, her parents are terrible people, you right. know. Or C, they live in a neighborhood where that's supposed to happen, so they don't they pay expect, as much attention, yeah. you know. So you know, what's the, what? What do the parents say whenever? What do the white parents? And and let's let's be clear on something. I'm not saying those people, if they're in the same, those people don't deserve to have that happen. And now I'm not talking about the parents in those white parents in that situation. So let's be clear on that. They don't deserve, No one deserves to have that happen. But when it does happen, what does the newscaster say? Or what would you hear a spokesman say? Things like that don't happen in this neighborhood, as opposed right. to neighborhoods where they are supposed to happen. Oh, you hear that for any time anybody, uh, oh, there.
4: I, I hate to go off track a little bit, but this is actually related. The, there's a young man that was just arrested uh, be- because he was uh, stockpiling weaponry and bombs and whatnot, makes his bombs in a source facility, and somebody mm-hmm. called the police, and they interviewed his band teacher, that had known him for years. Oh, he'd never do anything like that. He was such a nice kid, and this kid was about to commit one of the most horrible, horrible shootings ever in America, potentially, because he had, uh-huh. he had professional IEDs, and... Just by the, oh, wow. I, I saw the way that they describe how she made them. the uh, they make those the same type of ball bearing IED that the, that the you know Al Qaeda makes. He wasn't playing, mm-hmm. so you get somebody right. who goes through that link and you don't know. I find that a little strange. You you automatically you're you're assuming or you're blinded to this kid's trouble because you don't just pop off one day and do that. You have to build up to something. This kid's right. going to kill his entire family. That You have to do so some kind of sign Somewhere If you're going to go that far And kill everybody And then want to be taken out by the SWAT So That's exactly. that perception That's that big perception no, Of it's it's such a nice kid From a nice family Nice neighborhood You know They're clean cut yeah. They go to the church And all this bullshit And that blind people yeah, You know
2: people really are yeah, our daughters don't twerk. She probably got kidnapped because she's twerking, and that's yeah, the perception. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's the reason behind. It's the reasoning behind why our young girls go missing. It's the reasoning behind why nobody pays attention. It's this weird underlying idea that plays into race and patriarchy that. Kind of sorted. Of, they deserve what happens. Those young girls deserve to get taken off the street. You know, like because they come from those neighborhoods. You know, you know how they put those emphasis on it. You know that doesn't happen here. It happens in those neighborhoods, and I think that plays a lot. That that plays a lot into why there's not more emphasis. There's not more energy
1: time and manpower
2: put into trying to find these young children, but specifically these young ladies that go missing, because there's this idea that they probably shouldn't be here in the first place. And that's a very scary thing. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure as this story goes on, there's going to be a lot of finger wagging to those backwards folks in those faraway lands, but, you know, when you look at how we, we regard young black women here... And that's among us. it goes back to those what we were speaking about earlier. that's amongst our own culture. These girls these days are fast in their ass, really? So if you think that, and then she gets kidnapped and raped or raped and murdered, you already got it in her in your head, she probably did something that deserved it right if we if it's right. the way we're regarding our young women then why would we almost why would we then become sympathetic when they get killed or when they get violated in some way or another you know
3: right because so, what's unfortunate I, you know, about that is a lot of the you know young women of color in this country and in particular black young women you know, it's just as though they don't have the opportunity, they're not given the right to have a childhood, that when they're young, they're already given, you know, adult connotations, adult responsibilities. People are seeing them as adults, and young boys too, but it's just, you know, we they're not viewed the same way as a white young woman or a young man would be viewed, and it's unfortunate.
2: Mhm. Absolutely so Absolutely so And um, you know Like I said I, I hope in this situation and, and in all these situations They come to the most You know Come to some kind of resolution Positive resolution For all the families involved And um, hopefully You know Folks will stay on top of this um, I'll try my best to do so as well So you know And you know that's that's the, That's my fervent hope that these girls will be returned to their families.
3: exactly, mine as well, and that's why yeah, we're going to mix it up one.
4: and talk about it Monday. go ahead Alfred. Mm-hmm. Oh so that's my my off. But, yeah i I really do hope you know to the best for them that something some <laughs> not not a miracle, but some organization there goes out goes after these guys, and I honestly don't care what happens to them, but I hope they get the girls back, get them to where they need to be, have armed guards, armed proctors, the the proctors of the test have to be carrying AK-47s, and so be it, because that's how important they are, that's how important their their education is, because so many years down the line, they're going to be helped innovating in that country. They're going to help other girls who are going to, because you know other kids are going to be intimidated by this. To get an education, Mm -hmm we are going to serve as that buffer to help future generations. So that hand has to be extended first in order for the next hand to get past it.
2: Really, truthfully.
4: But, yeah, that's that's really all I, I got about this. Um, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, depressing to talk about, unfortunately, but I'm going to keep trying to circulate some of these images and, keep it on people's tongues you know, hopefully something can something good can come of this and some organizations like I said can uh grab a hold of it and actually take it seriously outside of just our circles.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, if I'm not if I'm not reading it wrong, I think we've come up on the uh two hour marks. So if anybody wants to start uh, you know, any closer remarks or anything like that, we can go ahead and uh and put that out there, and uh, if, Kim, if you want to refresh the uh, show that you're about to have on Monday, definitely please do so, so that we can um, let everyone know again.
3: Excellent. Yes, Monday we will be talking with Dr. Anthea Butler. We will be talking with Tika of Brick Bat review, review, and we'll be talking about bringing our girls home, what's happening over there in Nigeria And we'll be talking about the political um, aspects of this story. And we're just going to get into the meat of it. You know, it's basically going to be a 45-minute, you know, show, maybe an hour. Just depends on how in-depth we get. But, you know, we're looking forward to people supporting that show because we definitely need to talk about that issue. On Sunday, I will be doing a show, and basically it's called, Hey, Black Atheist, Is Atheism Enough? And so we kind of want to get into the meat of it because we want to find out, you know, there are some people who feel that atheism is enough, that's fine, but there are some that feel that it's not enough. And so what we want to do is to talk to you all or just, throw some ideas out there about what's been going on with us, what we're seeing, and then we want to talk about us representing the um, black atheist community like we did this past weekend at Morgan State University. So I was in Baltimore, and Raina and I represented the black atheist community at Morgan State University for their Philosophical Atheism and Communities of Faith Forum Conference. So we wanted to tell you a little bit about what we learned and, and what we spoke about.
2: Definitely. So, right. If there's nothing else. I'm sorry.
0: So, if oh, there's
4: yeah, nothing man, else, I'd of... like No, oh, go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm done. My son's beating me up right now. I'm
2: done. About... <laughs> <laughs> but if there's nothing else, I want to thank everybody, um, Kim and Alfred, for joining us tonight, guys. Uh, if you're out there, have a safe rest of the weekend. We'll see you again in another... We will do it again, and, you know, I'm sure it's going to be fun and informative. And you guys have a safe and wonderful evening. Take care.
3: All right. Take care, everybody. Good night.